Hi, Journeys with Jazz listeners. It's your favorite host, Jazz Pearl. And welcome back to your favorite podcast, Journeys with Jazz. If you're loving the podcast so far, or this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And please leave a review with a rating. It would really mean a lot to me. On today's weekly Wednesday episode, we have another special guest, and her name is Magdalena Madrigal from Chicago, Illinois, and who recently moved to San Antonio, Texas. Her Instagram handle is at the T-H-E-E Mad M-A-D Mags M-A-G-Z, and she gets the honor of being featured in the 17th episode of my podcast, and we chat about our different chapters of our 20s, our perspectives on being content creators, and asking each other uncomfortable questions to learn more in depth about one another's life's transitions. We can't wait for you to listen to this collaborative episode by two strong young women of color and to be left inspired by learning through our life's different journeys. Enjoy this week's episode and happy listening. Hello. Hi, Magda. Welcome to Journeys of Jazz. Hey, nice to be here, dude. This is so cool. I've never done this. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm excited for you to be on the podcast today. Yeah, I am stoked. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I've been actually starting to do yoga and meditate in the morning, and it really has made a big difference. Dude, I started meditating and journaling. Oh my gosh, twins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could do yoga because I work out and I'm just like, oh, that feels like just like an extra long workout almost in a sense, but I should probably do it because my flexibility needs some work. Yeah, I feel that. But I mean, hey, at least you're working out. Right, right. And then for the listeners who are listening, would you like to share a little intro about yourself? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, okay, so a little bit about Magda. So I call myself the community builder. And I think that kind of embodies everything I've ever done in life. So I don't know, like if you look back at what I majored in and what I did um, afterwards, I was like in the political science route and was helping state reps and just like involved in that because I cared about just changing policy, especially education policy. Um, and then since then, I've kind of been doing things related to community, but like avenues that I care about. So like I care about educating people when it comes to this new internet revolution, which is called Web3. If people aren't familiar, it's definitely a part of NFTs, but it's more than that. Um, But it's the new way of the internet. And so like educating and community are what I do. It's what I've always done. Um, And yeah, and I mean, some non- I feel like all that stuff was like very like serious, <laughs> some fun stuff, <laughs> some fun stuff. Um, I don't know. I have a dog. She's a little Frenchie. Her name is Cardi. She's amazing. Uh, I just moved to San Antonio from Chicago with my fiance and we're actually starting an Airbnb and that's pretty fun. Um, I'm actually sitting in it right now so we could make sure that it's not loud with the dog in the background. I'm like freaking out because you said fiance which congrats dude thank you I know it's crazy and Zoe just got engaged like I know I saw congrats to her too right I'm literally Uh, like cheesing so hard (laughs) (laughs) Zoe's our mutual friend for everyone listening um it's actually how we met so yeah it's crazy that we're all like adults now and we used to be I don't know like when did we meet high school I would say high school yeah or a little bit after that that's when I met Zoe, so I think high school. Right. 
yeah and then like a little bit after that is when we started hanging out but yeah, yeah that's crazy. so funny that we bring this up because usually I do a segment on my podcast and it's about how we met but literally we kind of just covered that right yeah <laughs> but now it, it, I think it's wild though that like how we met that person that connected us is like in this new evolved stage and it's kind of how like I don't know it's what we were talking about this was going to be about just kind of how we've grown since then which is just nuts yeah so that's like a perfect segue to like go into this theme that we want to bring up today for the listeners and so kind of like instead of topics we kind of just wanted to do like a general like concept so we're going to be talking today about like the different chapters of our lives because like we said we met in high school and that was back in like oh my gosh is that like 2013 is yeah graduated yeah oh my gosh almost 10 years that's we could have gone through high school twice and a half now (laughs) wow life is crazy so yeah we kind of just wanted to touch on our journeys through then because it's been so amazing but probably so challenging at the same time and very challenging it's also crazy to think that like we still talk to this day because it's so easy to just kind of like distant friendships or end friendships but for some reason the world keeps connecting us together yeah and and I think like um I was gonna say we both like to talk we both have a podcast as well and we both love to talk about our experiences so I think I think we're always gonna be here for each other and be vulnerable and sharing our experiences with one another which is awesome it's a beautiful friendship (laughs) it is love it so did you kind of want to start off maybe your beginning stages yeah yeah absolutely yeah so just kind of to I just introduce like the theme of the chapters to everyone a little more I had told Jazz um, before we hopped on this call that I feel like we both can relate to this feeling of chasing I call it chasing the feeling um, which sounds kind of like what is the feeling but once you know what the feeling is like you know what you're chasing in a sense right Um, so so I started chasing this feeling of purpose slash fulfillment I would say man maybe like it was definitely pre-covid Pre-COVID, I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I knew that I wanted to start this brand of creating connections, which is really just like me playing the person that I've always been, which is just connecting people that I think should be connected because they could be great business partners, friends, I don't know, couples, whatever. Um, And then over COVID, it definitely stalled um, and hit like a different wave, which I'm sure we could both relate and talk about. So I'll just focus on the first one. But the first chapter was very like... I don't know. It was very like hyper, if that makes any sense. I don't know if you can relate to that, but it was like, oh my God, I want to start this platform. I want to start this social media page. I want to start this podcast, like logo, uh, designing it, like all that stuff at the beginning that gives you the jitters kind of fuels you. I don't know if you could relate. Yeah, I totally can. Yeah. So I feel like that's what gets you going. And then of course you hear a lot of the hype from people around you which is nice but also like got to make sure you're staying on your path so like right yes people definitely said Magda start a podcast like your voice is great kind of like I told you you have a great voice but at the end of the day like that (laughs) shouldn't shouldn't fuel us right like it shouldn't be the only reason why we do what we do because then at the end of the day like what's the content right like is it just yeah is it just your voice that is it is it you just practicing it? And then it's like, what are you really focusing on? So, um, so yeah, so I would say at the very beginning chapter, it was hyper. 
It was inflated by people's opinions, which are fine. Um, but then you really have to, you hit a wave, I think, when you're just like, why am I doing this? What's the intention? Um, what's the long-term goal here? Because, I mean, things take time. So, like, am I willing to give this another five years if it means I don't see shit for the first two, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that would be the theme for the first chapter for me. I love that. I can definitely relate in terms of, like, getting so, like, thrilled with what you're doing and what you finally found. So I guess, like, to touch on my chapter one. Yeah. Um, it was definitely before COVID, too. And I was really diving into my dance career professionally. I just had, well, I guess for people who don't know, I have a degree in journalism and a minor in communication. So when I had graduated, I originally wanted to work for a creative ad agency and like work in their social media department. Oh, because that's so dope. I, I had no idea. Yeah, because I had ran um, my university social media and my sorority social media. So like, I feel like I had good experience like navigating mm-hmm. through that. And then as time went on, obviously, it's not as easy as you think, like getting a job right out of college. Like that was kind of like a shock because it seems like the people around me already had it lined up. And I was just kind of like, how did they do that? Or like, why isn't it lining up with me? Right. So uh, my really quickly to speak on that pressure. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like when you were applying that you were finding things you were super excited about? Or was it more so like the pressure and just like, let me just get as many applications as I can out? Um, I definitely didn't send that many applications out. I definitely was selective on who I was going to apply for. Okay. Just because I think I still had that fuel in me that I knew I wanted purpose. So I didn't apply to like everything that I saw. Definitely not. Because when I was just even reading things, I was like, these don't align with me. So like, there's no point. Like I knew we wouldn't match Interesting. Okay. So I just, yeah, I guess I didn't want to waste my time. And dance was like a really big part of my life, but I didn't see it as a career. But there was this one specific job that was social media and dance. Like I could run their social media accounts, but then also be um, like a Chicago dance teacher, like in the okay. public system. So like, I literally thought that was perfect. And like, of course, you like share that with your colleagues and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, Jazz, like this is the job for you. And I was like listening to it and like I made it to like all the rounds. But at the end, they chose the other candidate. Mm. And I remember I was like so bummed because I was like, it's so rare to find something like that, especially in the Midwest, because there's like limited opportunities with dance in general. Right. Um, And I felt like I could just do just social media. But for some reason, like I really wanted dance because I just felt like I had so much. Yeah. Experience and so much like to like what's the word add on to the company okay anyways so yeah that was a no for me and then well I received a no I should say (laughs) I didn't turn it down I got the rejection right and then literally from there I started getting opportunities with just dance like booking gigs going to like auditions I didn't know like I could go to and like these things so like that really started opening up and then I started maneuvering into teaching and that's kind of where it really unfolded in terms of like freelancing and being my own personal brand which at the time like I didn't even know what that was Um, but I had evolved it over the years without even like my knowledge and it was really the people around me who were like supporting me and it was like oh I love 
like the hashtag jazz journey that you were doing, like people really connected with that. And that was just me kind of writing more context behind the content that I was posting because it just felt very like lackluster when I would just post a dance video, like just for entertainment. And I was like, there's such a story behind this. So that's why I think my journalism degree really helped me because I like writing actually. So Mm. that kind of like went hand in hand. And then that's kind of where, like I said, everything started was definitely pre COVID with all like the hype and like, this is what I'm going to do. But I definitely wasn't well, now that I'm older, I think I've learned that that kind of stage in my life wasn't really a longevity thing. And that's something that I know that we want to talk about, like marathon versus sprint. I don't I think I was really naive at the time thinking that I could make this lasting. But as the years went on and COVID and all these things, um, the dance industry itself has just been very unprofessional and like toxic. And I speak about that a lot on a lot of other episodes, too. Yeah. Um, But that's kind of why I'm diversing into other chapters, which we will talk about. So to end my chapter one, I think you and I both have the same type of like, would you say hyper focus, maybe? I would say I, I would say we both had that excitement of like, ooh, what could this be? And yeah, yeah I would say mm-hmm. we were both focused. I think the difference, so you knew what you were going to do. I kind of led my jobs kind of help me, I guess, like discover it. So like okay. everything that I've been in. So my first job after college um, and even before that, because it was literally right before I graduated, was an internship with a state legislature. And then once I've graduated, it was the same thing, but now in the person's district and out of the state house. And in both times, I like knew I didn't love the role, but for some reason I loved like the community aspect of it. So it, at the end of the day, like I was like, I don't regret this, but I do love that it showed me that I love like organizing events and getting people to like talk about their problems with something in a, in a county or in a district and getting them solutions. Like I love being that person that connects them to the solution or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was more like, okay, I don't know what I want to do. Let me kind of go down my uh, degree. What What is my degree open? Okay, cool. Oh, I'm really good at this within my job. And then that's what kind of led me to creating more of my brand but it sounded like for you you were you were hyper focused like you knew (laughs) what you wanted to bring to the table and I think it's your journalism like you said your journalism degree I think sounds like you had a very fitting degree um which is awesome and and a good experience but I was going to ask when you were bringing up applying to that job and then got denied did you so you took on you, you started going down the dance route, but more teaching. But did you also look into the social media stuff anymore? Or was it just like, I'm just going to do social media for myself? Or did it just end with that one no um, job application? Uh, it honestly ended with just that no from that one okay. job application. Because like I said, it was really rare to even find something like that to begin with. And I think I was like fixated on like, well, this is the only job I kind of want. So I kind of was really narrow minded, which might have yeah, not. Right you know, been the best thing, but then it transitioned to me being like, like you said, like, oh, well, I mean, I can just run my own social media. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, okay. So then bringing us up to COVID, where were you at? Like during COVID, were you teaching at this point? Were you super into your craft? Were you like, I don't know, 30 videos in on Jazz's journey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, during COVID. uh, Wow. That was a time where I hated dance. I hated teaching. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Well, I guess, we, was it because everything was virtual? 
Correct. Yeah, that was probably mm. the main factor was that everyone around me, like the owners and the students, the parents, like, affected. So it really brought that type of downplay into the classroom of virtual. Like, I could just tell the students, like, weren't happy and, like, right. that made me not happy. And, like, I was literally, like, in my bed until the last second where I had to, like, log on and, like, get into my kitchen and, like, teach mm-hmm. them something. Um, it was really a hard time for me because I think especially with dance like you thrive off the energy in person like it's meant to be in person thing so once that was really like taken away from us like everyone's mood was just knotted and like people didn't want to take the time to like remember it so then I felt like the weeks were just starting to be like very like um, what's the word like mundane or like autopilot Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, this is annoying because my students aren't like this. Like, you know, so I knew it was outside of my control. Like I can only do so much because that was a fresh time for everyone experiencing that. Um, So I kind of just try to maneuver my way through. But then I knew at the end of the season, I got let go from some and then some of them I ended up just quitting because I was like, this isn't the lifestyle that I want. And granted at that time too, we didn't know if we were going to be back in person or this and that. It was just all up yeah. in the air. So that's what I was doing during COVID at night. Cause I was teaching for five different studios. So like I was booked in that way. Jeez. And then during the day I had another job. It was for a small business owner and she sells like baby girl headbands And I love her story because she really inspires me. But her name is Jackie Diamond and her website is called BoutiqueEmily.com. And long story short, I connected with her because she had like some Facebook ad about a social media um, manager, actually. Oh, And I was like, oh, okay. Like I researched her and I was like, oh, she has a small business. Like I like that because I was coming from before that I was working for Nike for five years and like with a big corporate type of, you know, vibe. Right. Um, I felt like I'd be way more appreciated at a very small, like intimate Level. company. Right. Yeah. So I transitioned into that and I was doing her social media, but I also was helping her like ship it. Oh my gosh. Shipping and packaging her products, <laughs> which during COVID, I think, a lot I would say majority of people had that kind of lockdown quarantine status right and for me like I'm super grateful that I had a job during that time but I felt like I didn't really get to sit in like my thoughts or like really sit in my experiences with COVID because I was at the warehouse with the owner because it was just us two and like I said how the headbands connect is that she's also a wholesale supplier so she had elastics So there was one night where we had a huge bulk order of elastics and we thought like, oh, that's weird. And then the next day it happened again. But this time people were leaving us notes and they were like, hey, uh, this is for like hospitals. Like this is we're making masks like for people. Oh, So like we really hit I don't want to say hit the jackpot, but like we were really helping (laughs) people. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So like we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. So we were working like overtime and like. Because we felt like that was the purpose now. I was like, okay, now it's not for baby girls anymore. Like, this is for the world. Right. So it was, like, super cool experience that I got to be a part of. But like I said, I think I missed the whole 
lockdown because I was living with my roommates at the time. And one of them was a flight attendant. So she definitely was laid off. So she would just be like sitting on the couch all the time. Mm. And sometimes, not that I wish I was in her spot, but sometimes I just, like I said, wish I had that experience of like people Mm. like discovering their new hobbies and like getting the mental health that they needed because I felt like I was just so busy and on the go that I didn't even have time to like realize where I was if that makes sense right yeah I guess I never even thought about the people that didn't get to do that other than like I don't know nurses and the people that were obviously just at the front lines of it all Mm -hmm. um but yeah, no, that is that is a very interesting experience. Do you think it like fueled a little bit of your like you chasing the feeling of like, oh, I want to do what she's doing technically for other people right now by providing this like very helpful service? Like, did it get you thinking that way or not? Not yet. I would say not yet because I didn't okay. really understand the value of it at the time. Okay. Um, But I think later on, as I grew over the years, I did. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, no, I definitely had a super different COVID experience. Um, I was, you know, locked in and was writing a lot at the time. I actually got back to writing my poetry, which was cool. That's kind of like my way of, um, that's my therapy. So I started poetry after my first big breakup and actually Jazz and I connected after oh my gosh. <laughs> our first big breakup. So that's actually another funny way that we connected. I totally forgot about that. But right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because you were actually one of my first friends to meet Jay, which is my fiance now. I know. We'll have to touch on that story a little later. But yes. right. Right. Uh, but anyway, so going back to therapy or not therapy, but poetry being my therapy. Um, so obviously during COVID, I was like very inspired to write about everything that was happening in the world. Um, and I did that. And I even I think that's when I actually launched my podcast. Like that's when I got it all together. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start writing. Um like some ideas down and I'm recording and I had so many episodes dude like I am over a hundred definitely over a hundred at this point um in a matter of like congrats thank you I mean it's good but like it's it's very so I have this thing where I either go all in like a hundred fifty thousand percent or I like (laughs) go in like ten (laughs) percent and I'm just like kind of like what's going on here um and so that's what I was doing I I put these really high standards on myself of like recording every freaking Tuesday and Thursday, every Tuesday and Thursday with a guest, every Monday and Wednesday by myself, every Tuesday, like every oh, single wow. time. Yeah. So that's what I did. Um, and I was really into it. And I would say that it wasn't like at the very beginning when I thought about it and I created it, it I felt aligned. It was great. And then I would say that maybe I didn't focus on like, I don't think people really notice how much COVID affected us. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually thinking that I developed a little bit of, like, social anxiety afterwards, which I think is very normal, but, like, never thought that would be me because I'm such an extrovert. But but definitely, like, at the beginning of COVID, got into that thinking mode, started writing, was like, okay, cool, launch podcast. And then it was just, like, that hyper energy where I almost, like, don't tune in. Um, and that's not good because then I'm just like constantly churning out content, but it's like, okay, cool. Is it clear though? Like, is it very clear what I'm doing Mm. here or is it kind of like foggy? Um, and maybe I'm being too hard on myself because people would say like, oh my God, no, I thought it was useful. And I'll be like, eh, I don't know. I could have been better. Um, but 
but yeah, so that's kind of what my COVID was like. Um, and then right after things like resumed, to be honest, I were not resumed fully because, you know, like work from home became a thing. So like you kind of could go in, but we were still not fully back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, that part was super weird for me because that's when I had graduated. That's when I applied for a job in my current role, which is um, I'm a market analyst for a marketing agency. And it was just a really weird thing for me because at that time I had also said I was going to do, um, I did the 75 hard, but I did a 70 day instead. And it was like a little bit tweaked because I just, I don't like Andy Frisella, who is the creator of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own version of it. Um, (laughs) So I did that right when COVID, like, let's say it's like half COVID, right? Like when people were able to kind of go out, but not really. Um, Mm -hmm. When half COVID started, I did that. And I did a social media cleanse because I wanted to like tune into who I was again. Um, Because for some reason, I think I didn't know who I was. Uh, And because I tuned out and then didn't do... Oh, and then I had that new job and everything. Like, I just didn't feel like creating my podcast. Like, I didn't feel like contributing to it. I didn't feel like recording. I felt super lost, actually. I felt like I didn't know if it made sense for me to pick it back up um, and just stuff like that. Like, a bunch of worry came in, and that's just very common for me when I don't – when I unplug from things that make me me. So, like I said, starting a job that's, like, completely different for me. It's all, like, analyzing data, Excel sheets, um, and just not my vibe. And so, so yeah, so Mm -hmm. it kind of made me get into a rut of like, okay, who am I? What do I want to do? Um, and it was interesting because I wanted to tap back into that energy that we had in like, let's call it chapter one. Um, I wanted to tap back into that hyper energy of like confidence. I, I would also say that I had a lot of confidence. I don't know if you had that same vibe. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I wanted to type back in or go back into that confidence and hyperactivity of just like, yes, this is my shit. I want that. Um, But I couldn't, I like couldn't get there. And so I think that's what's led me to the chapter that I'm in now, which is very different from chapter one, Um, but it's still establishing my brand. It's still establishing me and my like chasing the feeling that I'm chasing, but it's just very different than the girl I was pre COVID. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was it for me. Um, that's kind of how it transitioned, but how, how were you feeling once half COVID started? Hmm. Well, before I answer my whole half COVID thing, I wanted to ask you when you were talking about you're kind of like losing your like self, Mm -hmm. was that something like an intuition or was that other people kind of noticing something about you was off? No, no, no. It was definitely my intuition. So like, um, so because I had completely cut off social media and then started this job that, like I said, just isn't my vibe. Like it just doesn't, (laughs) if you know me, it's like, I'm just creative. Right. And I love to create ideas. I love to be in the room brainstorming. What I do right now is I create like the statistics behind the person that then presents the idea. So it's not, I like the microphone. Like I just, you know, like I, (laughs) coordinating like at a college it was great it was fun like I was the MC. I was getting people hyped like that's me you know um and so this very like I don't know sitting at a desk staring at excel cells and then just like reporting that to someone is just not it um yeah. and I guess 
I guess I, I stuck with it um, because I was just like, you know, I graduated with my master's. Like, I need a big girl job. I don't know. Like, I can't go back to event coordinating. Like, is that a big girl job? Um, mm-hmm. And little do I know it could be. But yeah, so I guess I just wasn't doing any of the things that make me feel like me, like writing, creating, um, talking to people like I was when I was having them on my podcast. Like that kind of stuff brings me to life. But the stuff that I was doing post-COVID was very serious and like, okay, cool, got my degree. Now what do I do? I do this. And this job, like I said, was very draining. So um, mm-hmm. but it was more me. And okay. It was funny, though, because people were like, dude, your podcasts are great. Your newsletter's great. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I haven't put an episode out in like weeks. And they're like, what? Really? Like, I haven't even noticed. Um, (laughs) And that kind of stuff would get to me like in a positive way, because I would just be like, dude, no one notices when you fall short for like a week, especially when you've been there. for like, (laughs) Yeah, when you've been there for like a year, when you've been there for months, like no one's going to be like, oh, my God, Magda didn't send out her email every Monday. Um, So that was kind of a learning lesson for me. But yeah, if I uh, feel too out of touch with things and then I really start to get in my head because I'm definitely a self-sabotager slash negative Nancy to myself, um, then you get Magda just not producing. Wow. That's so interesting. I feel like I didn't know yeah. that about you in terms of like the whole self-sabotage thing because it's like I think how you and I like project ourselves like online and in person, I feel like we're very like optimistic. Right. And positive Bubbly, people. Positive. Right. But then like there's a whole other side where it's like at the end of the day, sometimes we are our like worse self-critic. Yep. And that's what it sounds like where you're kind of deriving from. Yeah. And there's like nothing wrong with that. Cause I mean, like you said, you want the best for yourself and you know, you could do better. Right. Um, but it's all about like the balance and like giving yourself the credit that you deserve and like realizing that like baby steps are still steps and yeah, it's just kind of like shifting your mindset on how you think, how you go about those situations. Right. Yeah. But I think like I'm, you said, balance is, is 100% what I've learned. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll probably will get into that on your chapter three. Um, but to go <laughs> back into, you had asked about, like you said, not post COVID, but like in between COVID. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I feel like it's a blurred line. Actually, no, it's not. Just kidding. No, this is like a transitional <laughs> stage. Just kidding. Okay, so um, in between COVID or whatever, my lease was ending in Chicago. Mm, okay. And for some reason, I felt like I had done enough of my time in Chicago. Like I needed to move on. Mm. And I decided to either go to Milwaukee or Orlando. And oh, really? Those are okay. like, yeah, those are like two completely different things. Night and day, yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and as time went on, I obviously, I mean, I currently, well, not currently, I should say, I chose Milwaukee over Orlando uh, for several reasons. Because one reason was that Orlando, I was auditioning for Disney. Oh, and shit. yeah, just so I could have a job out there. I mean, I'm not just going to. Right. Like, risk my life some people do and you know (laughs) credit to them but I just wasn't willing to like be broke (laughs) right (laughs) and move so I had auditioned for Disney and I had made it past a few rounds but then I didn't make it to the final round but they were like okay we're gonna put you in the database and between now and six months like we'll call you or whatever but to me it was just kind of like sketch I was like I'm not really trying to like wait right for my time if that even happens and I mean that's a lot of the time 
with entertainment in general, like you're never guaranteed anything. Especially with your lease being up. Exactly. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, no, I don't think that's the right move. And then at the time, um, I did have that great background with like working for Nike for five years. So like I could Mm -hmm. transfer, but like, to me, like I have like, what's the word exited out of that career, I guess, like mentally, like you were physically. Done. Yeah. Like I was burnt out. It just was like toxic. And okay. I was just like this, I can't go back to that. Even if it was a different location, like it's still the same BS, just new people, you know? Right. Like same problems, but different people. And <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I just don't want to do that. So Orlando was just not in the cards. And then Milwaukee, was obviously closer to Chicago and it like wasn't that big of a deal like to me at least like moving but right. it's crazy because when you do talk to some of your friends everyone's different so they were like oh my gosh like that's a very big move and I'm over here like it's just around the corner and right it's like an hour and a half train <laughs> ride or something <laughs> yeah exactly so I was just like oh it's not a big deal as I feel like some of my friends are making it to be and I think for some people change and change is scary for them so I think that's kind of where they were deriving from but for me like I wasn't afraid of change I was like ready to like embrace it Mm -hmm. so I was like bye guys like I'm just gonna go I'm gonna take this train ride up to Milwaukee literally and then yeah so then that was kind of like my I don't know what you want to call it in between COVID was like was me moving yeah so, yeah. So, I mean, it was still, like, a new thing, though, happening. So, like, for me, it was, like, new job. Actually, I moved to the city, too. And so, for you, it was, like, this new journey into Milwaukee. hmm And what did you do out there? So, originally, I was going out there because my friend, his name is Tony Carter, and he owns Salute Society, which is a studio in mm-hmm. Milwaukee. And I had originally, like, made this deal with him that I would be, like, helping him with like, his social media and everything. So again, man, social media really just connects me somehow. Yeah. (laughs) That's like so weird to like say it out loud. Cause like, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like really invested, I guess. Right. (laughs) Or like, I don't know. I guess people saw like he saw my profile and he was like, oh, I like what you do. I like how you promote yourself. Like it's very on brand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like do it for my business. So then I was like, okay, so that's essentially why I moved. And then uh, things happened like in my personal life where I just couldn't fulfill like the role anymore. Mm. So we kind of just like separated in that terms. And then I found myself babysitting or I should say nannying. I found myself <laughs> nannying. Yeah. Um, just because Dude, nannying was... pays well. Thank you. I was just about to say it does make the bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was, um, nannying for two doctors so you already know the deal right yeah so yeah I was like okay let me find like obviously another form of income so like I had done that um and then soon after I'm trying to think what was I doing oh I had met my boyfriend so I guess we can almost start transitioning into chapter three for me okay because it kind of like goes into it right so that's where I met my boyfriend Brandon and he and I met very soon once I met or sorry once I moved so I moved in June of 2021 and we met like July 2022 
Oh, snap. Yeah. Wait, so July 2022, so a year later. Oh, wait. I'm so dumb. July 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so a month later. Okay, okay. Yes, sorry. A month <laughs> later. <laughs> so it was a very fast turnaround, and he is a real estate agent, and I didn't know anything about that world at all Mm -hmm. and he didn't really know anything about my dance world because even though I was nannying I was still teaching here and there okay um so we kind of just like collided in worlds and he was well fun fact it's really sweet actually I had booked that summer I had booked a gig for Taste of Chicago where I was performing with an artist oh okay yeah as a dancer and it was literally the weekend that we had met and he was like so supportive and he was like oh like I'll drive you out to Chicago like I want to see you perform like I want to see what you do oh wow I know and I was just like so shocked I was like no man that I've met like for the very first time would ever do that Mm. so I was like okay like you know he has good intentions he wants to see what's up right so yeah he took me there and he like saw me perform and I think he was really like inspired because again he's not in that world and he was like wow this is so cool he was like I want to take you to like the next travel destination for you to dance like he was like so like really supportive Supportive. yeah yeah very early on and I was just like oh wow and then like for me it was funny because like since I'm in the industry I was like oh it doesn't work like that like (laughs) there is no other destination right now like this is it (laughs) it's hilarious that's kind of where like I had touched about chapter one where like the longevity thing like especially Mm. with dance like it's very like gig based and there's not really any like year-long contracts it's like even if say I booked for Beyonce like no I'm no I'm just saying like if I did like oh okay oh my gosh (laughs) if I I did I feel like you would have (laughs) known yeah it's true (laughs) but um I'm saying like theoretically like say if I booked something big like that it's like that only lasts you maybe for the summer tour. And then it's like, then what? Like, they're always looking for the next thing. And the there's, thing. yeah, it's like, there's no security. And like, you have to grind. And it's again, stability. Like, yeah, like nothing is guaranteed. Even if you're on tour, you could be cut. Like, you just never know. Right. So, Shit. yeah. So it was just kind of funny when he had said that. Because I was like, oh, man, you don't really know much <laughs> about the industry. But it's okay. I'll teach you. <laughs> right. Oh, that's um, so interesting. So, yeah. so meeting Brandon and this move in Milwaukee kind of made you start thinking about like, sh- okay, shit, what's the like end goal with like my career? Like, what is it going to look like over the span? Not end goal, really, because I-, I actually don't know my end goal, but mm-hmm. um, more like, uh, what does it look like over the next, you know, five or 10 years? Yeah, kind of. I probably didn't think like that at first when I met him, obviously. Um, but I think as time went on, because we've been dating for like a year now, mm-hmm. the biggest factor for me to kind of change my mindset was that one, he's older than me. So he's 35 and I'm 27. Right. So there is kind of an age gap. And then also he has a six-year-old daughter. So mm-hmm. that really put in perspective for me in terms of like family. And he's already kind of living this very, not that my life wasn't adult-like, but like I'm in my 20s. So like I'm kind of living that 20 lifestyle. Right. Um, but he was kind of more in in touch with like um, his career. Like I'm a real estate agent and I have a daughter. Like it was just more like, hmm, how do I don't know how there's to... like more responsibility almost like at the end of the day, like yeah. for you, you could miss a meal. But like he's got to cover his meal <laughs> and her meal. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. Yes, right, that's a perfect yeah. way to um, explain that. 
because yeah. I didn't want to downplay myself or him in any way. So I mm-hmm. like that you brought that example. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah. I totally get that. It just was kind of like a, what's the word? Um, not a wake not a, up call. Yeah. Like a wake up call for me okay. to be, okay, like, is this not necessarily the life that I want, but I'm like, there's more to life than just revolves around me. Right. And I think that plays a big role in just being in a relationship too. Like you can't always just be self-centered all the time. And I think when I was in my twenties, I definitely was, especially when you're a dancer and entertainer, like it is about you. Right. So I think I had to learn how to like put that aside and focus on longevity, which is what I saw in him and his daughter, because I was like, okay, this is where, not where life begins, but like damn near almost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, of course, like, you were already experiencing some things that you didn't like about your industry. So I'm sure that also helped, like, flip mm-hmm. the page because you're just like, all right, cool. I'm I'm sick of this or it's time for a new a new thing. Yeah. And I think Brandon was a really good indicator for that. He like we had a really I don't want to say a harsh conversation, but maybe just more of like realistic, realistic. Yeah. yeah. And one day he was just asking me about dance and like how I wanted to make it a career. And he was like, he was like, I don't understand. He was like, where is the money coming from? Like he was like really, you know, asking Mm -hmm. these personal questions. And he was like, because, and this is where I was drifting away from dance in terms of like my training. um, Because I felt like I was paying so much where I wasn't getting the investment back because there's so many shows that I've been in where you're not paid for it. One, or two, you have to buy a spot in the show. Like, oh, is, there's just so okay. many. Yeah, there's so many different money <sighs> transactions or like problems, I guess, in the dance industry, if you want to say. But okay, he was just really asking me. Well, the thing that stands out to me is when he asked me. Is or he it was maybe more of a statement and it actually hurt me for a second because he was like is dance really your passion? Oh, snap. And I remember like sitting there and I was like, first, like, what's that thing that you're really not supposed to do? Like, you're not supposed to respond to react or react to respond right away. Oh, right, right, right. I know what you're saying. Or something like that. So when he first said that, like I said, I was really hurt. I was like, why is he questioning that? Like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like, this is my career. But then when I started really talking about it, I was, because he was like, no offense, but this just kind of seems like a hobby. Like you're not really making. Yeah. Like he was. Yeah. And like I said, that's why I kind of said harsh, but I think it's because when I say harsh, it's because like in the moment you're really in your feelings, but like looking back, it makes sense. Like to me, like as I grew up, like a year later, I was like, okay, I see where he was coming from. Right. Like you needed to have that conversation. Yeah. And that really opened up my eyes because I was like, damn, yeah, it's my passion. But like, it's like, how do you make it into a career? And I felt like I did, but it was like, so wishy-washy in a way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of where my transition into other things kind of maybe started from the realization of myself with how the dance industry was and then having like your partner kind of being like okay well how are you going to live basically right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> how are like you what lifestyle do retire you yeah exactly I mean they're not fun questions you know but I mean at the end of the day like 
I think I think that's like a very mature thing that people need to do, right? Like in the beginning of your 20s, we're all like, dude, let's take on the fucking world. We have ideas. We have things that we want to get done. And then it's like, all right, cool, fine, because your 20s, are, you're supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. But I think you do have to come up with some sort of plan, like, like yeah. what was happening for you. So I think that makes sense. And you do have to ask those uncomfortable questions of like, mm-hmm. okay, how am I going to – so the only re- – okay, so – putting it in this perspective. So when you're working a nine to five, which is awful, uh, we both said we don't like, um, what are the things that they give you that, you know, are the reason why people even do jobs like that? It's like the health insurance is figured out the oh, that part payments too, figured yeah. out. Yeah. Like all that stuff is figured out for you because then when you try to do that yourself, it is the biggest, like, I don't know, like it's scary. It's it's nerve wracking. And so I think those are the questions actually that are super uncomfortable, but necessary, because if you do want to have this very like creator brand um, lifestyle, I think trying to figure out where you get insurance from and like well, how you're going to get that monthly payment is definitely a lot harder. Yes. I love that you brought up the insurance thing. Cause that's something that he asked too. Cause he was like, jazz, you're a dancer. Like, what if something happens to you? Are you covered? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, mm. damn, that's shitty. <laughs> like, that's so <laughs> shitty. Like there's like, there's no like standard guideline yeah. in the dance industry or like a handbook. Like it's all just a free for all. And there's so many flaws and great areas. So like, that was a really big pivotal Which- time too. Which I think is the entertainment industry. like In I think general, yeah. Yeah, it's like the entertainment or like maybe for athletes it's a little different, but like um, like football players or something. But like I'm just thinking of how they're just used for their talent and then mm. they're just, you know, they're not supported when it comes to a major injury or like you're just kind of done, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of what made me think of that because I just yeah. hear all the time about how athletes are like – they just, you know, hurt, get a concussion or hurt their shoulder and then they're done. And it's like sad in a sense because their whole life was based off of this one thing that was only benefiting the bigger player at hand here, which is like the entertainment industry, um, mm-hmm. which is which is sad. But but yeah, uh, but that's wild, dude. I'm glad that Brandon had those conversations with you, though, because obviously like it's for the best. I'm sure now this is something that you're like, yeah, I'm super thankful and it's for the best. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, just took some time to really hone in on what he was actually trying to say, because like you said, or like what I said, like sometimes your feelings get in the way. Right. Um, but now that I, I've had time to digest it, I'm like, OK, like you're right. Like it's time to like move on into the next chapter. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, dude, I feel you. Um, for me, it was like it was so I have always. So I guess the last thing I left off on was that I started this job that I have and it felt like it was draining me. Um, So currently still here (laughs) and and making the transition. Hopefully no one from work hears this and making the transition because I'm sorry, but like, you know, I just, this is not the best MAGA that I could be. Um, I need to be in a creative environment. So, so for me, I feel like once I make that career switch, my whatchamacallit my podcast my branding all of that will come into play um and I mean at the end of the day I guess I didn't have like a because I've never taken the route of like let me just go ahead and do my brand or what like I guess you have a more specific thing like you dance like for me it would just be podcasting but I I have never cared to like make money off podcasting so I'm just kind of like well I just it is more of a hobby for me like I don't think I ever would care to get 
um, like paid sponsorships or anything for it. Um, Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like I, since being a part of this job, have been a part of two different startups. Um, And with startups, I guess that's where I start to think of like, how is this going to play long term? Because with startups, obviously, like there's no funding at the beginning. Um, And so the first Mm -hmm. one actually didn't go well. I should have been more honest with like my time commitment. And at the same time, I was kind of recovering from the funk from that weird COVID time and then this new job. So it didn't, it didn't go well. Like I'm not a part of that anymore, um, mm-hmm. but I'm a part of one now. And I had mentioned web three earlier. And so I'm a part of one called web three familia now, which is an organization that educates Latinos on web three. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with web three. I've seen you post about it. Okay, cool. So just like a very quick, like, so people know what it is. Um, So Web3, so Web2 is what the internet is now. So Web2 is us being able to contribute to social media. So, or not social media, sorry. It's literally social media. So it's us being able to contribute to the internet through social media, right? So it's like, the internet is no longer just Google where you just read an article, but like you're right. able to write a review. You're able to post something, share something. Um, web one was More actually interactive. Exactly. Um, web one was actually when the internet was just pure reading. It was like a newspaper, but online. Mm. And so web three is really fucking cool because it's all of that. Um, and now we get to own our own freaking data. So it's no longer just you posting and the algorithm gets to control who sees it. It's you, there's so much more responsibility in this new internet. Um, and so it's not just like the transition from web one to web two, where, um, like YouTube came into play and people were like, holy fuck, what's YouTube? Like, this is, no, it's like, (laughs) it's like the light bulbs being invented right now because it's just, there's just so much more responsibility is what I would say. Um, and so. So yeah, so educating is obviously a big piece of making sure people are able to jump into this um, because there's a lot of money to be made in this new web version. And so um, I just want to make sure no one gets left behind, especially my Latinos. So uh, so that that ties back into everything I've ever done, right? Like even working with those state reps, um, caring about communities, their problems and stuff like that. And so it's very on brand with who I've always been. But in terms of making money, like there is no way to there's actually a lot of money in this industry um but the money needs to be fed into the organization right like we're not going to like give ourselves salaries right now and so it's been really easy to uh get investor money um because of the other founding members they're really really good they're both two of them there's four of us but two of them are part of the uh venture capital world so they know how to get startup money and put us in incubators and stuff so that's been super cool um but, but in terms of me being able to, like, bring some money home to pay for this house we just bought, uh, I don't I, – I have to keep my job. So, so, yeah. So, I would say that, like, I'm trying to figure out how to be – I'm in the chapter where I'm trying to figure out how to be the creator Magda that loves to help people out because I would do it for free any fucking time of the day. Um, but still <laughs> bring in – but still bring in some money. So, hence why I'm in an Airbnb currently. So, that is why we decided to buy this house in San Antonio. And um, it has a whole second guest suite, like, in the back with a bathroom and a kitchen. So, it's pretty sweet. Uh, but that is that is my way of trying to figure out how I'm going to survive and feed myself but still do this big purpose thing that I want to do. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that because it sounds like you're on the right path. You yeah. know, it may not seem like it, but it sounds like things are one coming into full circle and two, like aligning with your future path. Yeah. Everything feels super in tune. Um, I feel like I'm juggling a lot though. 
Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I think it's just because I'm going through, like I said, a transition of like, I'm looking for another, a different job to at least, at least one that doesn't drain me, right? One that like, feels like I can keep juggling this shit for a couple more months. Um, but, right. but I definitely think the chapter I'm in now, like the mindset I have, which I think is something that we could definitely talk about now is like so different from when we first started becoming these hustlers that we were um, <laughs> and so much like healthier because I am in a sense more conscious of like, okay, cool. Yeah. I am going down the right path. I am making progress on what I want to do, but like, am I doing it in a healthy way? Like, am I, you know, mm-hmm. making sure I feel good in a couple of weeks? Like, am I consistent? Cause consistency, I think is the biggest thing in this, in this game. Um, right. But yeah. The, the mindset I think is something that we could definitely talk about and share now because yes, after looking at our chapters, there's definitely some differences between now and in chapter one. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think like young versions of us, <laughs> like it was weird. Like, we kind of had a very similar timeline. Like we said, like we were dealing with a breakup. A really, really <laughs> that long... breakup hustle, man. You're just like, fuck <laughs> it. I'm going to become the most badass woman. <laughs> Literally. Cause it, it was like really long term. Like mine was five, but yours was like 10, right? Dude, it was seven. No, it was seven, but yeah. Oh, it was seven? Why did yeah. I think it was 10? <laughs> it was a combination. So we had a little breakup in the, in between, but uh, a couple, yeah, seven years total. So we both had those long high school relationships. Very that long, were like yeah. Supposed to be the end all. Like we thought we we're going to marry these guys. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it changed. <laughs> yeah. So we were like bonding over that. And then I guess we can talk about how we met Jay and stuff. Cause I think that's like a really funny story and something that I like vividly remember. Yeah. So- yeah, so our entire how we met is so funny, and we loved. I I love telling it. Um, but <laughs> basically, Jazz and I were. So I hit her up because I was like, "Yo, you want to go out? I love going out." At this time, I don't know if I was drinking. I definitely drink like wine now more, and like a couple mixed drinks just for like I don't know, just tasting them, and they're great. But back then, I actually used to love just having energy drinks and just going out to dance. And obviously, Jazz here, the dancer, <laughs> I was like, "No, come out with me," um, because she's great energy, is why. But I I love dancing. Like I love just being in crowds. And so um, so I hit her up, and I was like, "Hey, there's this event happening too right before." Uh, the other one that was like our goal and it has two of my friends so there's um, the ghetto flower which is a really cool I don't know if you kept up with them but they're super cool they got their own podcast they have like this whole series Um, do you still have them on social or no I think so okay from what I can remember because I do remember them have there are oh my gosh I do remember them announcing about a whole podcast thing yeah yeah it's super cool and then they have like a a a playlist called the garden but basically there's this brand that is with um they are mainly music and they have like a clothing brand that kind of pairs with it and it just creates like this whole culture it's kind of like lyrical lemonade where it's like dope and just like i don't know there's a vibe to it right um and so anyways jazz and i are going to this event where they're going to be there showing their latest line and then jay my fiance is going to be selling his or not selling but just like oh my uh, gosh i'm crying this is so crazy (laughs) 
<laughs> giving out his uh, mac and cheese. And another fun fact about Madga at this time was that she was a health nut. So she was just like, oh, I mean, I don't know. We'll go. But like, I won't eat that mac because I can't you be eating that. You definitely said that. I know. And it's so funny because <laughs> I always thought that we weren't going to make it because I'm like, no, like I'm super into the gym. And like, I don't know. I was like a gym rat at the time, like protein and just like clean meals. And this man makes mac and cheese like I'm and he dead. sells it. Uh, like, no, I'm not going to be with him. Um, but whatever. And so we go and uh, I end up well, getting like a little bit on my plate. Oh, what's up? Oh, I say I wanted to pause the story because I also wanted to say that we were going because we were supporting your modeling because you were you had a picture on the wall. Oh, wait, where? Of the clothes, didn't you? I don't think so. Oh, maybe it was that the sounds other like time. something I would do though. But <laughs> no, I, I'm always just like, yeah, I think I'll that's my other friend. Okay, but never okay, mind. Yeah. I thought we were going there for multiple reasons, but maybe not that reason. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so that one was just the Ghetto Flower brand, their new line, their new merch, and then Jay's mac and cheese, just trying it out. Um, yeah, so you're so- trying it. Yeah, so we go and I get literally a scoop, like the smallest scoop I remember. <laughs> I was just like, it was like a couple noodles. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll try this. Um, and really, that was it. Like we were there for a couple minutes, and then I was like, all right, I'm ready to go to the main event. Like we were just stopping by. Um, and I had remember you told me you're like, oh, he's cute. Like you should like you know say something or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm good. But like if you want to go ahead, go ahead or something like. That. Oh my gosh, not um, us piggyback riding, <laughs> right? Which is hilarious because I was just like, hey, I can't can't tell to be honest everyone everyone listening it's not that I didn't like Jay it was just that like I didn't know if he liked me so I was just like I'm not gonna wait around like I need someone that's direct yeah go ahead well and you didn't know if he was single so okay right yeah that's true like I was trying to figure that out and I couldn't tell and he's just like a friendly dude so I was like I can't tell if he's just like being nice to me or if he thinks I'm cute so I'm not gonna wait around let's head up let's head out to the next you definitely did you're like let's dip and I was like (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny because his story his side of the story I'll have to tell you like outside of this because it's so long but basically this man like tells his friend like that's the one right away and just like I'm over here like Oh, la, la, la. Like, no idea. Oh, my gosh. No way. Dude, yes, you'll have to tell me after this. It's so funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, we end up going. And then, um. so, Jay is very, just, like, I guess, like, talking about my relationship with Jay and the dynamic there. So, he's yeah. also, like, entrepreneur-minded. So, I'm also mm-hmm. the kind of person. And this is, like, a... This is a thing I I battled with at the beginning of our relationship, and now the healthy Magda realizes that, like, I can't just keep giving my all to everyone and not doing anything for myself. So something that I do with people, um, especially Jay here, is if he has, like, something he's super passionate about, I will literally make it my life, like, because all I want to do is help him then, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, like, that doesn't help me because then I'm lingering on the things I need to get done and I just don't do them. And so so that happened at the beginning of our relationship. I was literally helping this man figure out how many cups of mac and cheese he needs to sell a day (laughs) to quit his job. I was like, well, if we sell five cups a day, we hit up this grocery store, we stand outside. Like, I love – like, that's my shit. Like, I love doing these kind of things. But, like I said, if if I don't go back to, like, my own um, ways of – I guess just like communicating about them, then I just, I just fall short of who I am and I just feel lost in a sense. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I did that at the very beginning of meeting um, Jay. And then I think we obviously got to know each other and we realized like, okay, we both love 
opening up businesses we love like actually with this airbnb we really want to get um a couple more under our belt but we also want to do a venue park we want to do a food truck park um and so yeah so we're super like i love venues because i love events like i love putting events on i love creating like that I don't know. Like, I love, like, thinking of the details and, like, making people feel homey. And, like, even with this Airbnb, I literally bought a grateful journal yesterday that I put on the desk that we have in here. And basically, when people stay, like, they can, you know, fill out a sheet of what they're grateful for. And it's got, like, little prompts, so it's not super stressing. Um, But, yeah, little stuff like that. Like, I love just hosting and, like, entertaining um, and Mm -hmm. creating spaces. And so, creating spaces, I would say. And so, uh, so, yeah, so once Jay and I realize it's both what we like to do we both kind of like realized like, okay, when I help him, then like he needs to make sure that I go off and like, I work on web three familiar on my computer for a couple hours. Like it's a balance. Right. Right. Um, And so just making sure, I think this version of Magda versus that chapter one Magda is like really making sure that I'm giving myself the time I need to work on my stuff. Um, Because I mean, we're both extroverts and I just would always be helping other people doing things for other people because I just, I I just enjoy the energy. Um, But it was the times where I would sit with just myself where I was like, okay, where is this going to go? Like, where is this podcast going to go? Where is this um, with the group that I'm a part of? How is it going to run? Like, what does it look like in the next couple of months? And those moments where I sit with just myself, no one else's opinion, I think give me the most clarity. And I don't mm-hmm. think I would have done that when I was younger because I think I, I think I one fueled myself with other people's like support and yeah. didn't really just believe in myself because I was kind of like, shooting like I said earlier like I was like shooting aimlessly and seeing like where it stuck like I, I didn't intentionally <laughs> apply for that job like I was just like oh okay this makes sense sure like show me what I could do um and so now that I'm very aware of what I could do and, and not very aware like I'm still struggling like I definitely still um I, I'm still learning to like it's like that self-love right like what what's my real value here and so I'm still yeah. learning but like this version of me is taking more time to do that versus the first chapter that makes sense yeah because when you become wiser like you're just so much more self-aware of like who you are and like your thoughts and stuff so it's like I can understand why why we both have jumped so completely different from who we were back then to now and then I also wanted to ask the question about when you were first in that relationship stages mm-hmm. and you were helping Jay a lot, was that something that he noticed? Cause like you were talking about how like internally you were like, what's the word losing yourself because it's like, yeah. you're putting all your effort into him. Like, did he notice that? Or was he just like, Oh cool. Like I have a cool partner who's like willing no. to. I don't, I don't think he noticed it. I don't think he noticed okay. that's like my nature that I literally like do that until okay. I start to form like, there's, there's almost like this form of like it's not hatred because <laughs> that's like super strong but it's like a form of like neglect that you start to feel within yourself and it's like okay mm-hmm. but who's doing it you know like is it you or is it actually like the other person in the picture right now like are they telling you to not do it or are you just not putting the time to it because you just don't right. think you can do it anymore and so um so yeah so once again that self-sabotage little cycle thing happens and I 
made it evident to Jay, definitely. And then he was like, oh, shit, had no idea what. And so because of that, like, he's held me more accountable to like, mm, okay, good. when are you going to work on X, Y, and Z? Because you said you're going to do it. Like, we don't, we're not watching a movie. Like, you keep putting it off. Right. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he's aware now, but he was not aware before. Well, that's good that you had the courage to speak up and express like how you were feeling in that situation right I mean I I definitely had to yeah and that's I mean that itself is already like a healthy what's the word a healthy form of communication right because I think like you said it's so easy to self-talk and neglect yourself but like when you have a partner it's like you have I don't say you have no option but it's like it's a, a lot healthier and will make things more of like a peace of mind for everyone if you just really share Right. Your thoughts you and your feelings. <laughs> yeah, you can't leave. Like, that's, <laughs> that's something I think about all, that all the time. But, like, when we first started dating and we realized, like, we became super serious, I was like, fuck, like, you can't just go. You can't just leave and be like, I'm done with this guy. I'm going to go ahead and start with someone new because you obviously want it to work. So you you do have to like it forces you to mm. learn your communication yeah. ways, um, which you never had to do before because you're just in the talking stage with everyone else. Right. Wow. That's spoke yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's what helped both of us. Maybe I would say like become more accountable in what we're doing is like the mature relationships that we're both in now in comparison to the, the ones we weren't in before. Right. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then kind of to segue off of our whole timeline of chapters, do you have any advice maybe for the listeners who, I don't know, are maybe stuck in their ways or they're trying to find like inspiration, which I think this podcast was a lot of value and knowledge that I think people can right. grasp from. But do you have anything like that final words that you want to say to the listeners about just life in general, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I would say like if you're trying to find earlier, I said chasing the feeling. Um, and if you're trying to find that feeling that gives you some sort of purpose or just like makes things clear for you, I would say the best way to start is to it's not as it's not as difficult as you think it is. Think of the things that bring you absolute joy, like you feel like you could keep doing for hours and it takes someone to take you away from that thing to stop it because you just get so much energy from it. Um, I would start with looking at those things, like just clearly knowing what gives you energy. If it's playing video games, that's not a bad thing. Like that's not, (laughs) that could be a thing. You know what I mean? Like people make so many, like so uh, they make money off streaming now and stuff. Right. So like, yeah, I think outside of the box before we were taught, you know, what's a real role, what's a real career, what's even real. Um, because at the end of the day, right. we all know <laughs> that none of us even like these nine to five things. So kind of bring yourself to being a kid again and just like answer those questions. Like what brings you energy? What brings you joy? And if it's, you know, something, like video games or whatever, then explore the route and then take it from there. But yeah, I don't think there's a shame in finding joy in the most simple or like, I don't know, just things that people wouldn't think are careers, you know? Yeah, I love that. I think that will be very helpful for anyone who's kind of struggling in in that department. And then like for me, to give advice to the listeners, like I think Magda and I both kind of touched on the whole sense of like purpose. And for me, especially with like my experiences and yours too, to me, it's purpose over potential. 
And I think a lot of the times, like what we were saying throughout the podcast that we were hearing other people's like noise around us and saying, oh, you should do this. You should do that. But like, I didn't find fulfillment in those things. And like, just to put like an example, like people would say like, oh, own your own dance studio or start a dance team. And I'm like, okay, I'm capable of doing those things. But if my heart's not in it and that's not my purpose in life, like I'm not going to do that. And that's why like I steered clear away from that. And like we had both said earlier, like you have to really be honed in and like kind of like anchored down on what you know is fulfilling for you and not for others for the sake of it. Right. And I think that's something that I've learned tremendously is like really follow your purpose and your purpose can change over time. Like I think, for me, like, yeah, my purpose was dance, but now it's not. And for me, like, I've accept that. And it's okay. Because again, we're on different chapters, and you're not supposed to be stagnant, like you're supposed to be going up, you're supposed to be going down and like all the in between. So that's kind of like my closing words. (laughs) for everyone. I love that. I love that. Because at the end of the day, like, if you pair both of these things in with like, okay, discovering what brings you um, energy and what makes you excited and happy, and then tuning out the noise, I think an individual can find a lot of, you know, fulfillment in that. Exactly. I agree. So that wraps up an incredible episode with Magda. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed our conversations. Yeah, dude, absolutely happy to be here. So glad we got to chat it out. Yes, we caught up so much and it was just amazing to see our whole life transition like together, honestly. (laughs) Literally. Yes. And... For the listeners who are listening, as you guys know, every Wednesday I upload. So make sure you check out the new episode next week. And also, if you could subscribe to the podcast and rate and review as well, I'd really appreciate that. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.